Hey everyone, you're listening to InfoQuench with Jeff and Amy, a podcast with tips to make your life easier, covering pop culture, parenting, travel, minimalism, and more. Hey everybody and welcome to InfoQuench. I'm your host Jeff. And I'm Amy. And man, oh man, did we have an informative, amazing, mind-expanding, creative show for you. Way to set the bar high, hon. It's just what I do. People <laughs> expect it from us now, honey. We're we're, we're we bring the goods. Yeah, so we're, we're 26 episodes in. We better bring something to the table, I guess. I know, I know. This show is, uh, you know, we just, okay, before I get into what the show is about, like, I just wanted to thank uh, Don and Jay Paquette uh, of Nova Scotia. We met them in Jamaica, right? Yes. And we had a great time in Nova Scotia, and they're huge fans of the show, so we thought we would just give them a special shout-out. And if you're a huge fan of the show, let us know, and we'll give you a special shout-out, right? Yes. And, you know, when we were down in Nova Scotia, one of the questions that came up, so Jay and Dawn live on a beautiful lake, Lily Lake. And yeah. we, have a, we have a Lily Lake here in St. John, New Brunswick. We were actually married in the pavilion on Lily Lake in uh, Rockwood Park here. That's right. And so it was interesting when they said they lived on a Lily Lake in Nova Scotia. But one of the questions I asked when we were there, because there was a, you know, it was an outdoor event and, uh, you know, a lot of wood around. And I asked if there were a lot of deer in the area and if there were, uh, you know, a lot of cases of Lyme disease. And... You know, it sparked a lot of discussion, and really that's what's inspired this episode is uh, sort of that discussion that a lot of people are having now around Lyme disease. Lyme disease. It is uh, it is a fact of uh, life now. If you want to go hiking in the woods, uh, you're bound to pick up a couple of those critters, and they're not very... Not, I mean, they're not all bad. Well, they're all bad. They're just... They, they burrow in your skin and stuff, but uh, the ones that are really bad are, are very bad. Yes. And, and that's what the, we're going to talk the about, very right? bad, yes. Yeah. <laughs> I know you have all the details and all of the facts, and I just you just bounce them off me, and let's see what happens. Well, you know, when we were in Nicaragua, uh, there was a night, um, well, a morning, Hux woken up, and he had a, uh, our son Hux had a bug bite on his back. That's right. And that was it scary. was distinctly a bullseye pattern, the, you know, the bite. So anybody who is in a Lyme... Uh, hotbed area where there are a lot of ticks that carry Lyme disease is aware that uh, bullseye is sort of the trademark rash that everybody talks about anyway for Lyme disease. So of course I was alarmed when I saw that. Now I, uh, good old Google search showed me quickly that Lyme disease is not in Central America. So, and it was likely just a, uh, a spider bite. So one of, it was one of those times where actually, I was actually happy for him to have been bitten down in Nicaragua rather than just uh, home here in New Brunswick because here it would have been a you know a rush to find out whether or not there was a tick and and so we're gonna just talk a little bit more about the whole all the details of Lyme disease because we had another scare recently, uh, you know uh, just a, a last end of day or sorry end of day end of school trip into right. uh, into one of our local parks. And Hux came home and he had a couple of bug bites, but I did a tick check because that's, again, we're in New Brunswick and it's... It's reality uh, now. It is. Truly. There's there's a lot of Lyme disease around, so we did a tick check and I'll talk a little bit more about that later, but uh, I didn't find anything, but 
So this is say on, I think it was um, midweek, but on by the weekend, he was very lethargic. He started to present with a fever um, and complained of a headache for about three days, Oh yeah, which was... is very strange for a six-year-old. And he's not often sick. He's, you know, he really doesn't get sick often at all. Um, so we decided to make a trip to the family doctor and Although she didn't feel it was Lyme, she said Lyme tends to present more aggressively, and right. she'd actually seen quite a few cases of it. Um, you got to be care- you got to you got to take all the precautions. We were proactive, and we yeah. uh, got a course of antibiotics. So, for any mm-hmm. anybody who's curious, the course of antibiotics that was prescribed was uh, fourteen days of amoxicillin. Right. So uh, we decided to go through that. Again, he's not sick often, so he's not on a lot of antibiotics. I don't like to overuse them or. Uh, you know, it's generally yeah. not a good thing, anyways, to overuse antibiotics. Well, and become no, immune be, to them, exactly. Right? Yes, it, 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 <clears throat> bugs become resistant to it, and yeah. So, uh, but we did go through the course of them. Uh, his symptoms actually seemed to subside after you know a, a day or so, anyway. Mm-hmm. But of course, you with all antibiotics, you finish the course. But it really just you know put a scare into us around well, yeah. Lyme disease, and it, it used to be that we would spend a lot of time hiking in the woods and i have to say it lime is keeping me personally out of the woods yeah i know even you can even contract like you can you can get uh ticks just from staying on the very well manicured trails in some of our parks just from like the copious amounts of deer really so let's get into a little bit about what lyme disease is and uh again if you are from you know, New Brunswick area, you're probably quite familiar. There's a lot of discussion around it now. I went to a safety conference just last year. And one of the questions it was, uh, sorry, one of the sessions I attended was specifically around Lyme disease. There's a great uh, website, Lyme NB, NB is in New Brunswick, um, that has a ton of information. It's, you know, a wealth of information. But one of the questions they asked at the end of the session was, does anybody know somebody with Lyme disease? Mm -hmm. And I think every hand in the room went up. Yeah, it's scary. And including my own. And they said they asked that question uh, as recently, you know, as recently as two years ago. And they would get no hands up. Wow. So that's how quickly. That's how prevalent it is. And also just, you know, the awareness of it. So people are getting tested and they're getting diagnosed properly too. Whereas before, I, I've, you know, there's a lot of discussion around whether MS or other illnesses may be uh, Lyme disease that have has actually been misdiagnosed. So I have a quick question. Like Lyme disease in particular, is it just an infection that can't be fought? Right, so it's a bacterial infection. Ah, okay, that's what I thought. So, so yeah, let's go back to the beginning. So Lyme disease, it's, it's a zoonotic disease, and what that means is it's a type of disease that's spread from animals to people. Zoonotic. Oh, zoonotic. Um, and it's caused by a particular bacteria, uh, a bacteria whose name is very difficult for me to pronounce. Yeah, don't bother. <laughs> it's okay. Just skip it. No big but, deal. Borrelia burgdorferi. See, I had to give it a shot. Yeah, you did it. Um, long, and it's spread by the bite of infected black-legged ticks, which are also known as deer ticks, which is why, you know, around here we have an incredibly high deer population. Mm-hmm. And particularly, you know, even in residential areas, not just uh, not yes. just out, out in the woods, but they're, they're right up at people's doorsteps. So I think that's definitely contributed... Uh, you know, to, to Lyme disease in the area. 
And the symptoms can come anywhere from three to 30 days uh, after you've been bitten by a tick. And there's quite a range. I've seen every three to 30. Yeah. Can you imagine if I, you started getting the. Some sites say seven to 21 days, but I'm going to say three to 30 to kind of be. Like if you started getting, uh, you know, the. The symptoms of being bitten by a black-legged, is that what it is? Black-legged tick? Yes. At 30 days, I mean, you wouldn't, you know, you, you may not even think it's that if you hadn't been in the woods for like the longest time. Well, I know. And then, and, and, the, and the symptoms are fever, muscle pain, joint pain, headache, and then of course the characteristic skin rash, um, known as the bullseye rash. And what's scary though is even... Not everybody even gets a rash. I think only about 70 to 80%. Again, different statistics uh, vary depending. I looked on the government Brunswick website and a mm-hmm. few different sources. But uh, around 70 to 80% of people even get a rash. And if you get a rash, only 9% of rashes, uh, according to Lyme NB, actually <clears throat> present as the bullseye rash. Oh, wow. So we're all sort of looking for this bullseye <clears throat> rash, but it's not even uh, you know a good indicator because it's wow. not something that's consistent and it doesn't happen in every case. Mm-hmm. So a lot of the symptoms that I described are very similar to the flu. So people can, you know, be presenting with the illness of being infected by the bacteria. Which, which was the case with our son. So we took precautions to possibly Right, he fight had his it. flu shot, so it could have been just a mild, milder yeah. version of the flu. Um, but we don't know. Either way, he, you know, we did the antibiotics and he's doing better. So... It's, uh, it's not, it's not something to mess with. And it's, it, it's a, part of me wonders whether it's mother nature's way of just kicking us out of the woods. Well, I mean, how long before ticks move out of the woods and into our homes? Like, I mean, you know. Okay. Well, that's, that's, it's interesting that you say that because there, I'll get into a whole section here around prevention, but I think actually, I think I'll jump to that now because that's probably what most people are are interested in. Well, yeah. How do is, you stop? Them? Oh, well, I mean, the number one thing is they say avoid areas where ticks live. But if you live in an area that's a hotbed, and if what if you, you do live? A, in, what go- if you work in the woods? Well, that's true. And if you do a, a Google search, you'll quickly see that Lyme disease is spreading very quickly. So most areas are uh, areas where black-legged ticks are found and where Lyme disease is spreading and. There's been a lot of uh, discussion, even I saw a recent CBC story on um, the impact of climate change and how that's also Uh. exacerbating the the spread of Lyme disease because ticks can basically, they live longer, they have a longer season. So in terms of avoidance, uh, yes, try to avoid the areas, specifically along the edges of the woods, forested areas, places with woody shrubs and tall grass. Um, If you are on trails... You try to avoid walking uh, along the sides of the trail. Stick to the middle so that you're not kind of rubbing up against the trees and shrubs. You should use an insect repellent if you are oh, in yeah. the woods. Um, something with DEET uh, and it and uh, a Which caridin is, horrible, is horrible another. Stuff, but it works. I know, and that that's what's so difficult, right? You want to go out for a hike. You think you're being healthy. You're getting some exercise, and meanwhile, yeah. you've got to put all of this all these chemicals on you just to just to, to do it and, and enjoy feel safe yeah about it right um so there's permethrin is a, another type of uh repellent that can be applied just to the clothing rather than to the skin 
but again, you always wonder you're you're using these chemicals. What are they? If you're using them in the long term, what uh, what effect are they having? At that particular session I went to at that safety conference, I said even some local stores, I think uh, Mark's Work Warehouse is one of them that sell clothing that are is treated with. Uh, right, but it only lasts so long. I think eighty washes. Eighty is washes. Is what they said yeah. for the particular brand that they they had on site. There. I'm sure that you know, capitalism will come up with all kinds of different ways to combat these ticks to make money just you really want to do something though that actually works and in in all honesty i think that probably you know deet would be you know really spraying things that they actually hate and repels them would be the best thing and then of course just you know making sure you're covered up too so wearing long socks you know uh long pants tucking your pants into your socks because that's always a great look but who cares if you're protecting yourself (laughs) yeah (laughs) um long sleeve shirts and, you know, obviously open-toed shoes and things like that would expose your feet to ticks. So you should have, uh, you know, closed-toed shoes. They recommend light-colored clothing so that you can spot the ticks easily. And make yeah. sure that you do a thorough check when you come in and, and check your kids if they're out playing. Um, you know, and again, they say, if, like, if you're in a hotbed area, you I'm should be petrified. checking your kids every, every night. You know, it should be a nighttime ritual, brush your teeth and uh yeah check check for ticks and you know checking the back checking around the the scalp area behind the ears the neck um anywhere where there's hair they said even like in the belly button yeah. you know uh back of the knees uh the groin area those are all some of the key areas but you, you should do a thorough check and then they say to you know then do your bath or your shower i think i'm gonna have a nightmare <laughs> I really do. I know, this is a really upbeat this episode. Is, yeah, I know. Hope but it's important stuff. It is really important. And, you know, uh, perhaps, you know, even if we are telling you one thing that you didn't previously know, well, great, you know, that'll perhaps help you not to, uh, you know, get Lyme disease, which is a win for us. Let us know if we stopped you from getting Lyme disease. Yeah, if there's a way to do that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Things you can do around your yard is, you know, don't leave a lot of leaves around, clear away um, any, you know, brush, tall grasses, keep your, your lawn trimmed, uh, mowed short, put your, any playground equipment, decks, patios, um, keep them away from the yard edges, away from the trees and put them in a nice sunny location. Uh, ticks can hitchhike inside on your clothing i'm picturing a tick with a thumb as a thumb up <laughs> Check it out. but they can, go my way and on your pets and your outdoor gear if you had a backpack hiking and so they can what do they have little barbs or something like that for on their feet to be able to like well they they can't jump or fly or anything like that but they're really just yeah if you brush up against them they latch on Wild. they latch on to animal hosts as they go by so even if a pet is vaccinated or wearing a you know a repellent collar a tick will still take the opportunity to hitchhike in Anywhere. and then drop off the animal and and try to find a host. So wow, they say if you're uh, if if you spend a lot of time outside in the woods, you should be drying your clothes when you come in. Um, you know, wash them and dry them, and anything that's been outside that could be infected with ticks uh, at high heat for a minimum of uh, ten minutes. So the, it's the heat that actually kills them. They can live through a wash cycle, 
But um, that's insane. I know they can live through a wash cycle. Yes. How many out but there? But if you are washing, knew that. I know. And if if you are washing your clothes, wash them with hot water. But the high heat of the uh, the dryer is really important. Um, now, man, some some places say that if your clothes are damp when they come in, that they should be at high heat of upwards of sixty minutes. So I guess I mean that's just regular washing and drying your clothes, but. Just making sure that you don't throw your clothes into the hamper because the ticks right. can move on to other clothing. Um, if you can't wash them right away to bag them up. I mean, it almost sounds like bed bugs. Yeah, I was it? just going to say it sounds and they even look similar to bed bugs, don't they? They have the like teardrop look. Yes. To them. Yes. Oh, God. <laughs> you could gonna... try to describe them, but it would be easier just for you to Google them. And yeah. And as far as timeline goes, showering and bathing, they say to do that within two hours of being outdoors. Um to try to get them off you and make sure that they're, you know, what gone if you're and don't on the funded path and you're, you know, you're just going, going, going for weeks. Well, that's a good question. What do you do? You, know, you do, you, you just, just do, do the, the, you do the check and the checks are the most important thing I would say, right? Cause well, if you don't find them and they have to be attached for, this is pretty consistent information that I've read is that, it, that they have to be attached for at least 24 hours. So it's during the feeding that they actually transmit the bacteria. And so it's usually between 24 to 36 hours that they will uh, begin feeding on a host. So they parasites. Yes. Or are they just regular? Well, I mean, they are, if they are feeding on a host, that's a parasite. And I'd say, so I mean, the biggest thing you could do is do the tick check and then you remove them. So, (sighs) and, and do you, do you have information about how to move them properly? How to remove them? Yeah, use a... Of course you do. <laughs> yes, of course I do. Duh. Again, a lot of people know this How stuff, do we make them pets? <laughs> That's what use, I want to know. Use some fine tip tweezers. And uh, you can even buy special tick removal devices. But the key is to, uh, to grab it as close to the skin surface as possible. You don't want to squeeze the tick because if it's full of blood... And full of its own, the bacteria that it's going to transmit, you'll basically just squeeze it into you. So you want to grab it close to the skin Ugh. surface as possible, and then just pull slowly upward with a steady, even pressure. This you don't want to like twist it or crush the tick. Then wash wash the uh, bite with soap and water, and, and uh, or just disinfect it with alcohol or any other household antiseptic you have lying around. So if you have trouble. Uh, you know, removing it, just, you know, ask someone else to help you out. I guess it's, <laughs> oh, <laughs> depending man. on where it's located, it can be located uh. in some tricky areas. And uh, it's recommended that you save the tick that bit you. So you put it in a, oh, there goes the street sweeper. Yep. we got nice right clean streets. Nice clean streets tonight. Uh, put it in a sealed container, record the date of the bite. And that way, if you uh, develop any symptoms... You can uh, have that for to to assist with some of the testing. Wild. Now, some people will recommend, you know, rem- oh, sorry. One other thing is if you do save the tick, uh, which is recommended, you put it in a small bottle with a damp piece of cotton. Wow. This was, I guess, uh, to help preserve it. Um, it doesn't some, dry out. <laughs> some people recommend removing it, uh, you know, by painting the tick with nail polish or pretty fancy right really <laughs> Jeff's face when I said that. really yeah 
Painting it with nail polish? Or petroleum jelly or um, using heat to burn it or uh, um, the tip of a match. Don't do that. Don't do any of those uh, techniques because it'll just irritate the tick and it can uh, regurgitate its... um it'll get it'll, pissed. It'll regurgitate its stomach contents into you. Oh, so that's where... And that's when the transmission will happen. So that's why it's important to just use tweezers and grab as close to the surface of the skin <laughs> as possible and not squeeze Where's the, the good news in all of this is there any good news <laughs> well that if being it, informed right and so that you know yes if it's tick you know if you are mm. treated it can be treated successfully if it's if lyme disease is i'm fearful um, for my life you realize that <laughs> if it's treated in the early stages there's almost always uh, a full recovery it's in the later stages that it becomes more persistent and then <sighs> you can have uh, a lot of it can cause neurological symptoms. It can affect the heart. I mean, it's a bacteria that can spread and cause a whole host of ho- things. Yes, a whole host yeah. of things. So wow. I mean, and, and does is everybody's symptoms when they get uh, the ticks are they the same? Or? From what I've read, they've been quite consistent. But then at the same time, when you look at so the initial symptoms are consistent. Now, right, people have had Lyme disease for some time and have no idea that it is Lyme disease. It can present in all kinds of right. uh, fatigue, different ways. Fatigue, though, is a huge Chronic one. Chronic right? fatigue. Um, is Sometimes it's Lyme disease misdiagnosed. Yep. Yeah. But fatigue is a huge one. Um, you know, chronic pain. I know that there are... And we know, we know a few people who have uh, yeah. Lyme disease personally. And a lot of people here are going... Uh, south of the border like down to, down to the united states to seek treatment because it i think it's been down around the new england area and oh. it's been there for quite some time and there are some specialists down there one of the doctors that i've heard a few people mention is uh dr maureen mcshane okay out of uh plattsburgh new york and she's she's, she's extremely well known she has uh marine i think it's dr marine sorry marine mcshane mcshane md.com she has a wealth of information on her website and she's treating so many people that when people are going across the border if they're uh, when they're asked by border patrol you know whether they, they, and oh, if yeah. they mention her name they're like, they're like oh you, okay. have Lyme. you have Lyme. uh that's you know that's Wild. her specialty well did you uh, not to change the subject too much but uh, did you hear about those self-replicating ticks that killed cows in the united states Oh, they don't, yeah, yes. They don't did. need a mate. They can just make more That of was themselves. a true thing? Yeah. Oh, okay. When you told me that, I wasn't sure if it was like uh, a... Uh, I'm pretty sure it was. Oh that's my. That's pretty scary. That's... That's, that's, like, that's like Hollywood blockbuster movie scary. Yeah, that's... Anyway. That is really... Yeah, they suck the cows... Bring up that there's zombie ticks coming for us. <laughs> they suck the cows dry yeah. blood. Yeah. Ooh. I know. Oh, that's awful. <sighs> anyway, on to more... Positive tick news. <laughs> well, Dr. McShane has uh, some additional tips. A lot of the tips that I mentioned are, are pretty common ones, but some of the other things that she'd mentioned was um, that she said even low exposure areas may not be safe. So in cities, for instance, you may find, think that you're, you know, you're, you're safe, safe from ticks, but ticks no. can ride on migratory birds. So. I thought you were going to say they ride on Harley Davidson's <laughs> and come after us. <laughs> Honestly, migra- you just you just hate loud motorcycles. That's why I, I do. Yeah, yeah. They they know you like ticks. Oh, no, but they can they can ride on birds. Um, I mentioned pets can bring them in. Uh, so 
if you do have pets, they shouldn't be sleeping in your bed. You know, that's probably one of the easiest ways for the for the ticks to, to make their way to you. Um, indoor, outdoor pets should be checked for ticks and brushed daily. I mean, this is like a full-on, I would need a full-time job just around tick and Lyme disease prevention. Just to, Oh, I know. I'm like, I, I'm, not doing, even, I'm not even going to have a pet. It's too much work. No. <laughs> just around well, the ticks. We have an indoor cat. Hopefully he doesn't uh, contract a tick in any way. Well, they have to go out. I, I know. That's what I mean. And get it from us. Yeah, we're the <clears throat> we're the culprits. He's like, mm. he, we come in and Man. Charlie's checking us for ticks. And I know. Saying, <laughs> meow, meow, meow. <laughs> bringing them in. Oh, I've heard. I, I I don't know if this one's true or not. I've heard Lyme di- or cats can't get Lyme disease. Oh well, I, I have, have no some idea. Some sort of natural immunity. I can't confirm that. I have no <laughs> idea. I'll have to spread that. <clears throat> now. Excuse me. That could be some fake news mm-hmm. coming your way. Fake news. Yeah. Thank you. Wow. You love that terminology. So, but if you do have an animal who's acting ill or strangely, take it to the vet and, uh, and you know, Lyme disease may be part of your discussion. In your yard, you can grow certain plants that deer just don't like. So it helps keep deer away. Deer, again, are like the number one cause. They can carry hundreds of but ticks. But rabbits have it, you know, um, everything. Mice. mice. Mice are an easy way to transmit it into the home. Uh, particularly if you have bird feeders in and around your home. Uh, Is there a way know? to eradicate them, though, like completely almost? I know they're part of the food chain and they probably shouldn't be, but what good are they doing? The ticks? Yes. Well, I guess they're, I not, don't know. Not a, Nothing. They're just killing cows. Anyway. <laughs> I know. And it's, it's, uh, it's scary. I, I think it's, it's scary because... We, we know people whose lives have been so largely affected and it's affected, you know. Yeah, it can happen every, to anybody. Every aspect of their lives because they're dealing with. It can happen to a child. With, it can. And, and I'm just, frankly, I'm just pissed off because. Yeah, me too. I, I loved hiking in the woods. I know, me and too. now and I'm terrified to go into the woods. Those ticks um, really ticked me off. <laughs> they, yeah. It's really, that must be where that expression came from because you want to get the tick off you. I bet you it did. Yeah. Um, You'll have to look that one up and, and let yeah. us know about it. We'll, we'll, we'll do that in one of maybe of our Insta stories or something, you know, whether or not I'm right. Is this a time when Jeff is right? Who knows? Could be. Find out. Uh, you know, I talked about testing. I just want to touch on one more thing. Test. There's a lot of controversy around testing. So typically uh, in terms of a diagnosis, here in New Brunswick, it's based on a physician's assessment of the patient's clinical symptoms and the risk of exposure. So was there a risk that they were exposed to black-legged ticks and potentially uh, were potentially bitten? And then laboratory tests uh, can then be done to confirm. So New Brunswick follows Canadian national testing guidelines for Lyme disease. So it recommends a two-tiered testing method. Two-tiered testing method, right? It's pretty Two-tier. extensive. That's pretty... So it includes a screening for uh, a particular enzyme, uh, immunoassay. Uh, it's Jeez. called ELISA. Uh, and then it's followed by another confirmatory Western blot test. And then the together the two give you more accurate results. And it's currently uh, recognized as the best laboratory method available um, for supplementing the clinical information on Lyme disease. So these testing protocols have been validated by the scientific uh, community and uh, have been peer peer reviewed. So it's important to know that there are some private laboratories that are offering Lyme 
So you uh, can get testing? conclusive testing that says, yes, you have Lyme. Right. Wow. But there are private labs that are offering testing as well. And just, you know, look, do your research, look into it, because there are some that aren't using proper testing protocols. And it can be equally as dangerous to be misdiagnosed with Lyme disease. You could be getting treatment that maybe you have contraindications for, or you could have some other disease or illness going on that needs to be that treated. Mirrors, uh, right. That Lyme disease. That then uh, doesn't get treated How did it get the name Lyme disease? Do it's after know? the person who discovered the bacteria. See, I and knew you'd it, know. Yeah. Amazing. But I don't, You're amazing. <laughs> Isn't she, I don't know everybody? What, yeah. Why but I, I don't, her? I'm not that amazing because I don't have his name here. It's okay. You knew it was named after somebody yeah. and why. <laughs> That's great. But I had I had looked it up and I was like, oh, why is it called Lyme disease? Because, of course, I, I put the lime in the coconut and drink a bowl up. Oh, like, there's your uh, one joke. <laughs> I know. This has been such a serious episode. But, yeah, thanks you for... know, sometimes we just got to cover some serious stuff right. and throw a lot of information at you. So it's just a start. Again, Lyme NB uh, have a great website. Uh, the government of New Brunswick website's great. And then MarineMcShaneMD.com is a specialist south of the border that you can uh, check out. South of the border from Canada, I should say. So really what the moral of the story is, is always check after you've been into, in the woods. Yes, just check yourself, checks, check period. your kids, check your pets. Check everybody. Check it. You know, really, yeah. because uh, the earliest, the earlier you catch this, the better. Stay safe, everyone. Stay safe and say, stay Easy for safe. for you to say. Yes. <laughs> Thanks for listening, everybody. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye. Thanks for listening. Be sure to visit InfoQuench.com to subscribe and catch up on past episodes. You can also check out InfoQuench on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Till next time. time.